0: Um, Mr. Guru, welcome to Cannon Snakes in the Olympico. Um, I'm Ryan, uh, quarantined at home, um, but that's not the reason I'm pissed off. I'm actually pissed off because my football club lost 3-0 to Ashton Villa.
1: (laughs) That was a rough one, man. It really was.
0: (laughs) Can you give me your perspective on it? And don't call me a bandwagon fan or not. After that second goal went in at the – and do not worry – I was not exposed before then. Before that happened, though, um, when the second goal went and I left the pub I was at, I was so upset. I was literally livid. I couldn't even stake it anymore. Uh, what were your thoughts on the game?
1: Oh, I mean, it's a tough one because there's a sense going into that game. And, you know, I think we have to give Aston Bill some props here because they've been a lot better than I think a lot of people thought they would have been. Um, but, again, it's just one of those games where um, they, they just – they pulled off another one against a bigger team. And uh, I thought at least at some points of the game, they caught them sleeping a little bit and they just, they just took advantage of their opportunities. And um, I felt like Arsenal didn't create enough, at least quality creation. And they, they couldn't have finished, you know, the chances that they had. And um, it, it's just, it's, it's a, it's a weird one because you wouldn't expect Aston to go, you know, to perform like that against, um, but the the Liverpool thing wasn't something we expected either. And I think um, I don't know. It's, it's 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 really hard to say. Um, but it's 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 very disappointing, especially since Arsenal was. I had higher expectations for them, and I think so far it's not been good enough. Um, I agree with
0: that. Um, I don't think our Ted's job in question or anything. I do think no. we need to focus on Europa League, but. Um, yeah.
1: I the, thing, the thing with Arteta, real quick. The thing with Arteta is, um, with with him, same with Pillar, same with Lampard. When you're signing or hiring these type of managers, um, the the sort of the main look at it is you're you're doing it for a long term purpose. So if you were going to go for a short-term success, you would hire Angelotti instead. So because of the circumstance of his job, he's safe for at least another two seasons, unless things get really bad. So I think he's completely unscathed here. Yeah.
0: Uh, But now I must have to look at the flip side. How good is it for football that Aston Villa is actually a real team again?
1: I I love it. Uh, Because Aston Villa has – they were in the Premier League forever. The last – I guess the last five to seven years of them in, in the Premier League was them basically trying to survive by the skin of their teeth. Um, there was the one year under Martin O'Neill where they made they were a sixth-place team and a fifth-place team, and so we're really pushing. Um, but that was back in the day when they had Ashley Young and, and uh, um, Gareth Barry and, and uh, James Miller and others. Um, I, th- I think it's fantastic for, for football just because it's such a big club. Um, And the signing that they made uh, Ollie Watkins I didn't know much about this guy personally But he's been absolutely fantastic for Aston Villa And it's just uh, It's so good that they're they're good again
0: Um, Lastly Oh, I hate to talk about this Uh, Leicester City Top of the league Do you make anything of it Do you think it's real I mean, obviously they have a top Five striker in the world I think it's fair to say like, you honestly make anything of it? I mean, what what do you think, um, Ashton Villa? I mean, not Ashton Villa. What do you think Leicester City is right now? In all honesty,
1: um, Europa League team, probably. I don't see them as a real title a contender, but it seems this year the, the league is wide open. So maybe this season they have a chance to be something. But. Um, I think this is a nice story, and I think they're a, very, a good team, but they're, they're not going to be in a title race, I don't think. I think they're, they just lack too many components, but uh, they're a good team, and I uh, give them credit. They're top of the league, but uh, I think this is not going to last that long.
0: Uh, you, you think they should win a trophy this year, though? Talking like the FA Cup or the Europa League or something along that line.
1: Probably they should, um, but I don't think necessarily there's a, there's a lot of heat on them needing to do that if that makes sense.
0: All right. Um, welcome along, Danielle. How are you?
2: I'm doing okay. How about you guys?
0: Good. Um, and uh, give me a second.
1: Yep, no problem.
0: Thank you, Kathy. Hi, See ya. Sorry, my boss off the laptop at my house.
1: Okay, fair enough.
0: Yeah, I'm back. Um, so yeah, that's it. So um, now I, we got to get into the next thing. Oh, what was I saying? Um, Napoli. How did it go?
1: And how are you uh, feeling? About about in what, in, what like in, in the general or in sort of what happened today?
0: What happened today? I'm sorry, I lost my train okay. of thought.
1: We'll move the PL to the It's always a place. You there? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, Napoli and Roma both their appeals both were denied uh, this 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 afternoon.
0: Yes. Uh, what are your thoughts? Are you pissed?
1: Um, I- I'm pissed for the Roma one because uh, they're in more control of the situation. Because playing Diawara in that game provided nothing because it was 0-0 draw. If Roma were given the point, that they rightly earned on that night, maybe in second place and not fourth. On top of that, he just didn't make that much of an impact in the game. And his his, – him being there didn't change the outlook of the game at all where Napoli decided not to, to get on the plane. And they kind of did that to themselves. Um, and they got that negative deduction, and I think that was well and good, and I think that's that's a fair ruling for them. But personally, I think the Roma one should have been reversed, based on what I just said and the fact that the guy who made the mistake, it later was hired as a as a, a, a director for the team that Roma got the forfeit against, which is all a suspicious activity. So I'm not happy about it. But Roma are so good this season that I'm not. You know, it, it's just not one of those things where I'm holding it over my head, but it, it definitely should have been reversed. And I don't think this is end of this. I think they will, they will um, sort of look at other action as well based on what what they said today.
0: All right, uh, Danielle, what do you think? Do you think the point deduction is a farce, or do you think it's a good thing?
2: Um, for the Roma one, I'm with Elliot. The, it, this should have been like appealed perfectly because it was a simple mistake on their part. Um, But in regards to Napoli has stated, they refused to get on the plane and they were clear to travel and the deduction of points for them is definitely justified because of that. Yeah, I agree.
1: I think the concerning part for both Napoli and Roma is what, like if it comes down to the end, and Roma miss out on something because of a point or Napoli miss out of the title because of a point. It's just, it's just going to be an unfortunate situation for both these teams. But the ruling for the Napoli on, they could have traveled. They just decided not to where Roma's impact with the OR didn't score, didn't assist, did nothing. There was no goals in that game. So him being involved doesn't really dictate a different result in that game. Um, but it is what it is.
0: All right, so now that, this that, that is my favorite thing of the whole time. You all ready? Uh,
1: mm-hmm.
0: sorry. All right. Oh, by the way, Danielle, um, I am doing this. I am part of team quarantine now. So I'm doing this quarantine. So, on top of Arsenal losing, I'm also very upset. <laughs> but do not worry, I have zero symptoms. Um, so, Mr. Guru, are you there still? Yeah. Mr. Guru, uh, you you are very excited about your football club, aren't you?
1: Uh, elated, man, I am. I am over the moon.
0: Uh, mis, Mr. Guru, it's it's in my belief that Roma are a fourth place team at best. Um, uh, do, do, do you think that's fair? Or do you think that's me being a little bit too harsh? Or do you are you? Would you be thrilled uh, with that?
1: Um, at this point, I would agree with you. They are definitely a fourth-place team. They're going to be in the Champions League. I think um, – I know it's seven games, but it's done. I mean, def- like, the defensive options that Roma have are, are ridiculous. They, like, if we play with a back four, all forward play, and and I think Roma have – among their, their four defenders, they have probably four of the best ten defenders in the league. On top of that, outstanding midfield good attack. Um, I'm less convinced about the attack, but last couple weeks have really shown something. And Roma are not putting themselves in harm's way, which is why they're winning games. And so at this point, I would say top four is fair. Um, I need to see them play against Napoli. Um, and then we'll see what it is. If, if Roma beat Napoli convincingly, like three 0 or three one or four two something like that. Then we then that's I think we have to push that narrative higher up than it is right now. But based on the season so far, they're definitely a top four team. Um, they could finish third or fourth. I don't think they'll finish in the top two. Um, but Nap the Napoli game defines everything because even though we're winning games and and the only points we've really dropped were against Juventus and Milan, and we could have won both of those games. Um, so, I think top four is, is reasonable. But the fact that we're talking about this right now is higher than the expectations of what many people thought. A lot of people had Roma at sixth, seventh place. Some people even had them as low as eighth. Um, so, the fact that they're overachieving those expectations already is, is just a proof of this team and, and what makes them
2: so special.
0: All right. Very good, Mr. Guru. Uh, Miss Danielle.
2: Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs>
0: No, and I'm not
2: doing this to be mean, but I thought
0: this is where Inter Milan should have been this year, at
1: least. Before you go there, can I throw out a stat real quick? Because I think it's going to be relevant to this. So Inter Milan have played against Alonso, Milan, and Lazio. um, A possible nine points against those three teams, they have two. So take it away.
2: Okay. Like, what are my thoughts on the match and stuff? Yeah, I mean, they come. They did put up a good performance. Um, I mean, Martinez and Barella are going out there and creating these awesome chances. They could have some of them. They should have been able to capitalize on. Like I said, right now, that's one of the areas that they really need to work on if they have any hopes of like getting better this season i mean let's look at it this way you could create all these chances and then i always also look at the shots on target and see how close those chances were to the goal like it's sometimes it could be just as simple as like say if it goes over the crossbar instead of like kicking it like extremely hard, like they're doing, they just need to like um, rein it in a bit and then just kick the ball with that flawless finish. And then you're, you, you got another goal. Sometimes it's changing the direction of where you're at. Um, so if they're able, at least they're working on finishing those chances, things could definitely get progressively better but, I mean, overall, the performance was very well done despite the result.
0: All right. Um, well, I'm happy that he, the Inter really does seem to be improving performance-wise, and we forget you're your striker. Um, I do want to talk to you because, believe it or not, we're in November now, ladies and gentlemen, and it's actually Crazy. November 6th. Um, What you don't realize is we're about 50 days away from the start of January.
1: Oh, God, here we go. <laughs> what do you mean, here you go? That means you can actually go and get someone yeah, to help your team. I was team. about to say,
2: is somebody like you? Hey, not. Sorry. Hang
0: on. Hold on. Hey on. All right, guys, wait a minute. All right, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all we're all in a goofy mood today. That's okay. So, guys, yeah, sorry about that. you are good, guys. Danielle, does a player like Alexander Lacazette, who has yet to sign an Arsenal contract, does somebody like him interest you for up front? And do you think he could be a good service in Serie A? am going to let you and Elliot both answer that question.
2: Who wants to go first? It's, you you go first. It's your team. Okay. I think that would be a really good addition to the team. Um, the team, especially up front, where like if play, uh, either Martinez or Lukaku get injured, at least we have somebody to take over for them. Which, in my opinion, has kind of like been an area for concern, especially in the attack area. Um, just because we have no real quality when it comes to depth in that particular spot so if we had him and stuff at least we know if someone were to get hurt at least we got somebody to fill in because right now we really don't have any solid uh quality strikers to take over in that position if somebody gets hurt so I would definitely be all for that
1: um real quick Ryan uh is Lacazette capable of playing like on the wing or no
0: you really want him up front, but... Um,
1: no, no I, I just need it for the context of my response.
0: We really don't... So i have never seen him play in the wing, to be honest. No, I mean, that's a lie. Pep When Pepe, when all three of them are playing, the usual formation is Lacazette up front, then Aubameyang and, uh, and Ketia. Mm-hmm. But um, whenever Pepe starts, because that hasn't happened, a lot of times now, Arquette is going with Pepe, Aubameyang, Lacazette, with Pepe in the middle. So, I mean, it varies, but honestly... For the sake of the argument, I could see if Interbottom, Conte should really play Lacazette up front and uh, Lukaku on the wings.
1: All right, so uh, if if, th- if they were to do this, I think it's it would be a decent it would be a good enough uh, a deal. But I, I just I, I don't know if that's what they need really because Lukaku and Martinez together, I mean, last season was probably the best duo in the entire league. So I think they have good connectivity with one another. Uh, Lutaro a lot of the times um, takes defenders away from Lukaku, which leaves him open, which allows him to score. And Lukaku's got the strength to deal with on his end. And um, you, you can see a lot of magic from um, Lam- Mar- Martinez from uh, in terms of um, long-distance uh, strikes at goal. Um, so I, I don't, if I'm running Inter, I don't want to disrupt that. Um, but if you were to go for, if, if you're going to add a striker, unless they change the formation and maybe that changes a little bit, but I would, I wouldn't separate Lukaku Martinez from another. If you're going to go for a different direction, maybe sign someone like, uh, Marcus Theron or, um, Lucas Alario just because they, they're weak on the wing as well. But those two players that I just mentioned from uh, Leverkusen and Glogbach, can play strikers in the same situation so if there was an injury they could do that but I if I'm good if I'm inter I'm not going after a you know an out and out striker not only because they have other needs but because you know you 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 would want someone who's a little bit more capable on the wing rather than someone who needs to be playing up front because I wouldn't separate Martinez and Lukaku from each other because of how good they've been um, so far
0: all right, fair enough. Um, Elliot, I'll, I'll let you take over now.
1: Okay. Um, oh, so, so on this point, um, I want to um, ask Danielle, because we, we talked about this last week and you weren't really able to, able to answer it, at least, you know, because you didn't have – I just kind of put you on the spot last week. Um, so in, in regards to – I know I'm kind of jumping all over the place here, but in regards to the midfield, and obviously that seems to be – in an issue. Um, um, obviously, um, what this January is coming up, as Ryan said, that means the possibility of adding someone who's coming up. Um, we, we, you know, we've already, you know, you've talked about Conte already and, and we know that that would be somebody. Um, but again, like I said, last week, Conte is a more uh, defensive midfielder rather than, um, you know, a creative attacking. So he wouldn't provide so much in goals, um, as in other aspects. From, from that point of view what's a midfielder you would like to, to sign in just give me some context of of what you would um, basically where you're at with that
2: um well I know you I think first and foremost uh, savage of I think it was I'm trying to remember lazio oh
1: that's a good one why 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 well, sorry for what reason
2: um just because he is good at like getting the ball forward. He's able to get those the ball into the tight spaces. He's really good at servicing the attackers. So he's really good at orchestrating those chances, which has only been seen so far with Varela, who is going out there match after match, trying to get the ball from point A to point B without any issues. Um, Savage is also really good on the counterattacks. He's really strong. At once he gets that ball, he's able to break fa- away fast and get it to the other end with r- really no issues. Um, he would just be an all-around great player. I would see him like tagging up with Barella in the in the midfield, in between your, the wingbacks. That would just be an insane combination. Just to see them work that magic, which is sorely lacking. At the moment,
1: okay. So I, I think that's actually a really good, very expensive choice, but oh, nice. I actually love that you went with that one. Hey, on hold on a moment because hey on, we're. Hey ta- on. Can I
0: interrupt? Yeah enter enter, enter, enter yeah, enter, enter have, enter have the pocketbooks to spend that type of money though, and if they don't, then you. Oh, and if you don't, then you need to look at the entire board and say that is an absolute lie. That is an absolute lie, and you both know that.
1: And here's the important thing I think we need to recognize. So this is just unwritten rules. Lazio does not sell to Juventus. Juventus doesn't sell to Lazio. Inter Milan and Lazio don't have that type of relationship. Inter Milan and Lazio actually have uh, kind of a kinship with one another. And I'm not saying Lazio are going to willingly just hand over their one of their best midfielders, but they still have Luis Alberto, and you would get a hundred million plus for for Savage. So I actually think that's a really important thing. But I, I have just a little bit more uh, uh, tactical question for you, Daniel. So in this idea of S- Savage and Barella, would you have um, would you have Savage kind of drop back like the way Barella does, or would you have him sort of push higher up? In... Do, you, do you get what I'm saying? I actually thought you can... of something really quick. This is important. Oh, um, go ahead. Could you see Lachio
0: where, – where are at in the Champions like?
1: Uh, we'll place yeah, that like
0: how are they doing in their group?
1: Second. Um, okay, here's my um, Dorman's in first. They're, they're in second. Do you Go think ahead. they'd actually sell if they
0: think they had a good chance of moving on to the round of 16 and had a good chance of winning that group? Why would you sell that type of player? Out of it's a good
1: point. Um, you might – they might do it for a swap. Um I don't know how this would work but if they could get Eriksson with Savage swap I think Ericsson actually would work a lot better in Nzaghi's system than he does in Conte's because Conte doesn't he doesn't the way he plays doesn't fit the way he he performs in that system which is why Ericsson is not having success in Inter Milan I'm not sure that's the same case in Lazio because you can put Immobile and Correra up top and you have a more of a creative midfield in Lazio, um, unfortunately. Um, so you could you could pin him there or underneath Immobile and Carrera up top or whoever you put there. So I think if you could get Erickson plus cash, that and I'm not saying this is going to happen. I'm just saying on the top of my head, that's an idea that they could do. But I, I just, we'll have to see from Lazio we, um, in the Champions League a little further, um, but if they could get a lot for him, and they can rebuild some of their other parts because um, I, I know I'm, I'm friendly with some Lazio fans, um, and I, I talked about this a little bit on Joseph's podcast. Um, they, they have other needs. Their defense isn't fantastic outside of Lazari, strong midfield, and there's, there's, there's just missing components of this team. So maybe if they get the cash necessary to provide them with the assets to pull it off and get some other pieces to help them a little further, then maybe they would do it. I'm not saying they would, but I mean, for Inter, this would be, I mean, this is probably the best case scenario. Um, even though Conte, Conte is something somewhere they'll also look at, but he's he's less attacking and more defensive.
0: All right, very good. Um, Danielle. What, what do you think?
1: Real okay. quick. Sorry. Uh, I was going to say, so Daniel, you know how, obviously, as you said, you would love to put Savage and Borella together. But you know how when you set up a midfield, that's not how they, uh, I guess, coexist on the pitch. Right. Would you have – and if you don't understand anything, what I'm saying, just I, I can clarify for you. Would you have Savage in a, a role where he's pressing forward or sort of in a more, um, I guess, holding midfielder role where he's his he's back there and, uh, uh, I guess,
2: spreading the field? I'm just curious. I would probably push him forward because that way he's able to get the ball a little bit easier and able to get the ball for where it needs to be in a quicker amount of time. So I would like see. I would love to see him up top and then have Barella more in the, I guess back in that area. So
1: you have you'd have Savage. I mean, not up top like a striker, but in the existing field, he would be uh, pushing. Co- Closer to the to sort of going forward, where Barella is sort of a sit back and supply type of player. Is that what That's you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, one more uh, one more thing on this, and we can uh, move on a little bit. But um, this this would be really hard to pull off. Um, but if they were able to get Savage in that inter team. It's terrifying for everyone else because of how good he is. Um, because Savage also, you know, he's he's capable of creating. He can score goals. That's not that's not what I like about Savage. I like of his physical strength and size that he has over midfielders at his position. Um, when you think of Lukaku's size, sort of strength, and from from a physical standpoint, you put that in midfielders where you're you're not necessarily seeing those type of athletes in that area. Um, so again, it would cost upwards of a hundred million but um, it would be a um a uh, match made in heaven for um inter's um situation yeah definitely um all right, so staying with inter I- I'm just gonna go through a few inter stuff first and then we can we can talk about some more uh, mutual uh, topics here um I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm. I am going to i am going to i do not mean to hurt your feelings, but I'm gonna bring this up again because I, I just wanted some context of where you think the issue is. So against AC Milan, Lazio, and Alanta, of, of a possible nine points, you've gotten two draws, um, outplayed in at least one of them. Um, as far as the inability to perform in those games and some of the Champions of games under Conte where where do you i mean obviously it's it's not a perfect science but h- how much blame do you give to Conte and specifically what do you think the con- the concern is with with this type of uh play against uh high opposition
2: um, I mean Conte I mean We've already discussed this in a recent podcast. Like, we can't all blame Conte for every single thing that goes wrong. He's not the one that's going out there on the pitch and playing these games. He's just there giving direction to the team itself. No.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. But I don't, let me just play devil's advocate here. And there are three biggest games this season that have failed to get three points. And you can say it's not all Conte. But
2: Conte has to be somewhat responsible for that happening. Do you get what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but I wasn't finished with my thought, though. Go ahead. Um, I think he is to blame, especially... He has to take the blame because there are certain things and players that he could have played differently or he could have definitely, like, fixed the formation to make it work for those particular matches. But we all know he ain't good at dats for nothing. So it's like... He has to, like, unless he's willing to get his head out of his ass and really do what is needed to get the job done, it, it, the blame definitely is, goes on him, especially against these, like, stronger teams that we're, we're used to sometimes struggling against. Um, but, like, the main issue is, like, where he, the players that he's playing and where they're playing him. Like, some of these players are not. Being played in the correct position, so if he was able to like adjust and figure out where they're strong, best like best suited, that would be like half the problem. Um. Also, you have to look at like his substitution choices, like the at a time where certain times he'll make a substitution that makes no sense, like
1: Atlanta last
2: year. Yeah, exactly. So it's like. There are certain substitutions that are made at the wrong time, especially when goals are critical. Like, I think a couple of weeks ago, I think it was a Champions League match. I can't remember off the top of my head, but they brought off Martinez and brought on Perry Fitch. I mean, he, Perry Fitch is not a striker. I mean, he's done good has of recently in that position, but he's that's not his main role. He's more of a winger. And so it's just like looking at certain.
1: And they're not even playing him at wing either. They're playing him
2: like a wingback kind well, of because you don't even – Yeah, know. so it's like you're looking at these substitutions when goals are critical and you're like, um, yeah, why are you doing this? So it's like if, if he was able to fix the formation and actually make smart substitution choices, that would probably be – I mean, he is to blame for a lot of some of the stuff that's going on with the club, don't get me wrong. But also the players also have to be held accountable too. So, okay, with that, um,
1: obviously we've talked about to death how poor the midfield is. Look, I think there are some teams that are are going to be fighting relegation or close to it that have a better midfield. It's just the, it's just a reality of the situation. You can't you know you know dance around it. Um, but, and obviously finishing the chance is something, but a lot of teams struggle with this. It's not, and I don't even think it's something it's a, it's like a psychological thing, um, with individuals rather than collectively, but it's just something that I need to work on. Um, but how worried are you about the defense? Because I, um, heard, um, a, an inter, uh, podcast thing about this and they were suggesting that basically the backline is actually more um erratic than than it's being talked about because you have skriniar um who hasn't played that much and isn't really a you know someone who can play in a three center back system and then you have bastoni who's more attacking than defensive and then you have darmion and then you're having Kolarov play at um at center back um so as far as the, the defense how how worried are you and do you see a solution to dealing with this problem
2: I definitely see this as an issue um, just because it's so thin I mean with three center backs it's not really working especially when you know Milan Skriniar isn't a a center, like a back three player the the sim, solution is simple but Conte wouldn't do it. You have to consider going back to a back four because that's where both of them actually did their best work together, DeVry and Screener together, in the center with, it was, I think, D'Ambrosio on the right and then Ranocchia Chia or one of those other players on the left. It was It was perfect. Mm. They worked well together. Skriniar was doing well. DeVry was doing well. Everybody in the defense was doing well. But we, ha- we went from having, in my opinion, one of the best defenses to now having one of the defenses that is struggling. So
1: You're right. but You're right. But, but at the same time, if you go to a back four, it would weaken the midfield, and it'd be, it's already thin. It would make it paper thin. So isn't it a better idea to sort of use a back through, but use it differently so you can fit sort of these pieces. You could put Skriniar in the center and he would still be in his regular position. You just have, I feel like you just have to rotate um, the rest of it. But anyway, um, so based on what you've seen so far, have your sort of uh, not expectations, but where do you see um, this inter team now that you've seen, you know, I know it's only like seven games. Is this? Do you see this as a title team or a Champions League team, or or where do you where do you feel where they are right now?
2: I'm hoping a Champions League team, but if this keeps going at the rate it's going, I don't even think they're going to make Europe. I either, or they're going to struggle too, because with an already thin midfield and an already thin defense, unless those situ areas are fixed it's going to be difficult for them to compete against like Juventus.
1: For, yeah, for Champions League though, Europe, you'll walk into Europe, even if you play at 50, at 50% speed. But I think the Champions League could, because at this point you can, we can kind of see that there are some teams that we didn't think we going to be out playing into that are. And I think that's, that's, that's the problem. Anyway, I've, I've just one last question on this and then uh, we'll open up the floor a little bit more. Um, what, but that, for, in, in regards to Antonio Conte, what for you, what will need to happen for him to basically, for him to, I guess, fall his sword and, and get sacked? What what has to occur for that to, to for, for you as an Inter fan, be comfortable with that decision? For where he would have to get sacked? Not, not what what would have to happen for, uh, I guess, for, for you to feel, feel that that's the right move? Not if someone, they sack him out of, you know, because they're making a poor decision. But what what needs to happen for him to deserve to be sacked? Well, guess first and
2: foremost, I'm looking at the Champions League. My expectation is they would make it to the quarterfinals. If they can't even make it out of the group, that's strike one. Strike two is if we can't even continue, if we aren't moving up in the table and we're continuing to backside, I say once we hit, like, if we end up hitting like tenth or eleventh place, then Audi has to go because something's not working.
1: What if in January, and uh, I'm going to ask Ryan about this too. What if enter an eighth place, or let's say enter an eighth, and they make the quarterfinals? Where would you rate that? Would that be good enough, or was it, or see you later?
2: I would say it would be enough to an extent, but at that point, it's like. We're looking for another spot in the Champions League. We're looking to become title contenders. And mm-hmm. just seeing, like, where we're going right now, I don't know. It's hard to say, but I think that would be enough to stay for a little bit longer unless changes were drastically made.
0: All right. Uh, Ryan, do what do you think about believe. that? Danielle, my friend, you're, you support one of the biggest clubs – in the history of football, that is too small of a club mentality. He got to go now. Not only has he got to go now, he should have been gone before the season. Listen, think- here's my point, okay? Listen, he, he, I agree. He, he, it's frustrating. And Danielle, you know how much I love you? I want to see all three of our clubs do well. I really do. I think it make the show more fun and be more banter worthy and everything. He got to go, Danielle. I'm sorry. He got to go. He he, he got to go. It got to go. It's time. It ain't working out. He's not good enough. He's
2: got to go. Let me work on the let me but work right, on the right. divorce papers. Yeah,
0: I agree. You should be because here's what, the no. thing, Daniel, you no, guys you, you, are too big of a club to get only two points out of those nine matches. I'm sorry.
1: That's Guys, guys, that's the biggest problem I have with this. It's not the rest of it. The midfield is whole, whatever. You can talk about the defense. You can't talk about not finished chances. That's where I, I sort of draw it because you got to pick up more points. And that you lost to AC Milan, but you dominated the second half. Probably should have won that game. Um, Lazio, I mean, they outplayed you. There's no excuse. There's no backing away from that. And then they probably should have taken all the points against Atlanta. Um, so I think that's the big point that sort of buries him. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. Mean, this,
0: this, 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 this is the crazy part. So let me this ask you this is a man, man too that's speaking right now. This is a man that openly uh, admit has the disdain and hatred for Milan. He's even fed up with Conte. and wants to see you do well. That should say
1: something. What's their move, though? If they get rid of Conte, what's uh, where are they going to go from there? That's that sort of what. What are you bringing in instead? That's that's my that's my issue. That's why maybe you oh, hold okay, on to him for this a little is the longer. the thing.
0: Because Man United are in talks to this guy right now. You fire him now, and you go get Pochettino, and you just do it immediately. No, and you do it immediately because I'm okay Inter Milan's a ten times better situation yeah. than the crap hole that's coming and that filth that's coming out of Manchester. Sorry I'm getting fired up right now. It is, though. You know it exactly. is. You both do. Pochettino and Inter has left right now. Right. Not in the fault They're mm-hmm. on with the midfield.
1: You've seen what he's done with Western clubs. <sighs> nice. Exactly, and I think I think that's the obvious one because um, I, I, think is, I think it's fantastic. <laughs> I don't know how how interested he'd be in that, which is why Potch seems like the most viable option. If you're going for an option that can turn it around in a different sense um, with a lesser name, they probably have to wait until next year. So um, there's not a lot available, and I don't think Allegri would do it. So Potch seems like the the best um, scenario. Can I make one
0: more point?
1: Okay, real quick, Pot had Erickson yeah, uh, and, and in Toronto. If Manchester the United get say. him,
0: and I know this may sound egregious, they're going from 14th to at a minimum six this year. I think he's that good of a manager, and he's a former Spurs guy. I think he's that good with doing a crap ton with less, if that makes sense.
1: Right, exactly. Um do you do you guys feel like um there's this why do you guys think he's not been hired yet? Actually, Harry, you've already asked Danielle about I'm just what curious she's what like. What do you guys think? Sorry. Sorry, Danielle, answer the question. I'm, my bad. I'm, that's my answer fault. what
2: question again?
1: If, if Conte goes, where do you go from there? What would you yeah, like to see? Yeah,
2: I agree with Ryan. He, I, Pacino? I think it pronounced pronounce that, right? Pacino. But, um, yeah. Yeah, that. <laughs> um. Okay, Potch. Yeah, Potch. Um, yeah, he would be a great addition. I mean, he's he's taken players that aren't doing so well and turned them into something, like, greater. So I would love to see that.
0: One more thing, Guru. Before we go on to ask my Potch, you right. hard. do you go. think there's any way possible, Simeone, if, he, if this really is the end of it, let it go, do you think he'd be interested in the inner job?
1: Yes, he would. His son has repeatedly said this, and his son plays in Syria. And um, I, I'm going to stand by what I've said. He'll eventually be the coach of Inter Milan. It's just timing, and but he's not leaving uh, Atletico this season. Um, if they win the title, then he probably leaves. But if, he, if they don't, I think they're going to. Um, I, I guess it kind of be a segue. I think I think Atletico Madrid can win the title. So if you wait till next year, you could probably get Poch – or sorry, Um, you could – so here's the question. Do you wait and get a Simeone next season, or do you make a, do you make a judgment call right now? And oh, the you body? have to
0: make the judgment call. And I know Simeone's great, but Simeone, people don't realize, he only has one league title. And I know Poch doesn't have any trophies, but it, this is no disrespect that one league title's in Spain. And I get it, but there are
1: three – but that was that was with that, that that was with M um, S N Barcelona and Cristiano Ronaldo, about, Ronaldo's Real that, Madrid. That, that was with it's Prime Griezmann Spain too, that. which people it's forget. Spain. You know,
0: Ed, which yeah, which people forget fair. how stupid he was. And Atletico Madrid spend they call Atletico Madrid is a Spanish giant. People don't realize that they spend a shit ton of money. They bring in world class players every year. I mean, you know, but that being said, you're right. It wasn't with the MSN. So he, you're absolutely correct to say that, Guru. But my point is, <laughs> I, I think Potch is just as qualified to head a big team. He took Tottenham, probably the smallest club in England, took the smallest club in England to the Champions League final.
1: You're right. I would say this. If, if I knew for a fact that I could get – if, so if I get some January agreement with Simeone to come and he comes next season over, a, over going immediately for um, Pochettino, I'd do it, but only if I have that. If not, I'm just – I'm taking – I'm plunging and going for, for Poch. But if I can get Simeone for 100% certainty and a contract is signed before the end of the season for him to take over next season, I, I would, I would, I'd I do that. But um, I guess it I don't think there's a really bad citizen here but they are in an unfortunate situation so real quick uh, Danielle would you would you take the plunge on Poch or wait until um and or try to get Simeone in the summer if, if you were you know just what I thought. mean
2: if we could guarantee um Simeone right off the bat at the start of next season contract is ready to go I would wait but like I, you just said we're in a precarious situation right now, and either something has to be done with how Conte is utilizing his players, or Conte needs to go and we we just take a plunge on Poch right off the bat, because we need somebody who, who's going to take authority and actually do what is needed to get the job done, so... In homage to the good old Arsene Wenger. He is, Conte, it's time to go.
0: Speaking of Arsene Wenger, never mind. I'm not even going to bring that
1: up. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the bar- Wait. We'll Are talking you talking about, about the
0: Byron thing? Oh, speaking of Byron. All right. right now it's perfect to say. Right, that, like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. The uh, <laughs> power shift is still not there, Elliot. And I know me and you both wanted to be in the Bundesliga. But can we just be honest? Byron, <laughs> I didn't realize ownership of two of, of another team was legal in football. I, I didn't realize that was possible. I, I don't know how many more times, and I don't care the score I was free to. I don't know how many more times Dortmund can continue to get their pants pulled down year after year after year by Byron. And not say okay, we need to figure something else out because this ain't fucking working right now. And guru, it ain't fucking working against them, and that's why you lose titles. But I digress.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it's clear right now. the The biggest threat to Bayern isn't it isn't Dortmund. It's RB Leipzig. Um, and again, I stand by what I said. I think they'll still win it. I don't think it will. I'm not sure they walk it like they did last year. Um, Dorman just doesn't have the stuff to, to, to hang with them. Um, Holland had a great goal in that game and I think he deserves credit for trying to, you know, bring them back. Um, but you know, the thing it's, it's just, it's just lack of focus for me because if you watch that game, you know, Marco Royce scores right before halftime, they don't even get to the end of stoppage time, um, with, with the lead. They had it. And then two minutes later, Alaba equalizes, um, for Bayern Munich, and then in the second half, the second half happens, uh, Robert Lewandowski has two goals disallowed and one that counted, and they do enough to, to beat them. Um, they, they just seem like, you know, it, it's, it's they seem like it's unstoppable. I'm, I'm hoping that um, the RB Leipzig team can can muster enough to to push them and maybe potentially steal it, but it just seems like buying Munich all all day.
0: All right, what do you think? Do you think Byron's going to win it again? Uh,
2: At the rate they're going, it looks likely that it's going to happen again. I mean, they aren't going down without somebody actually really stepping up and saying, hey, enough is enough and does what is needed to get the Seal the trophy away from them, and if I'm not, if memory serves me correctly. This will be their ninth title, right? Damn. Holy crap! <laughs> I
1: think Sorry, my bad. Yeah, I was right. Like... <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. And this is the crazy part. And look, I'm I'm trying to put everything into RB Leipzig now, hoping that they can make it a little close. And I think it will be close until the end. Um, and they just they just lost uh, Joshua Kimmich, for who is I mean outside of Lemodowski, probably the best player. Um, and he's out for three months, so maybe that gives an opportunity for Leipzig. But even without him, who is a world class player, it just still seems like Bayern Munich are going to find a way to. To, to get the deal done, um, and you know, in the Champions League, they look at they look like favorites again. Um, so <laughs> it's just it's it's unfortunate because we'd like to see a little bit more parity. Um, but I mean, it's it's Bayern freaking Munich in there.
0: All right, they're not. I, I have down. a sensitive topic for you now. Before we go into fan fiction, fiction, fan questions, because I know how much we go love Leo Messi. Is it almost time to admit that Robert Lewandowski surpassed him as the best player in the world? Um,
1: I don't know. So I, I think he won't be the best player in the world, but he, is still, he has until January to prove that. Um, but I, I don't know how to explain this. Um, I, I still All think right. Neymar is, is number two personally. So either so just this is me personally. But my thing is, and I, I told a friend of mine this um this week, Messi has one goal from open play. Ronaldo's been kinda of, he's been good, but a lot of it is coming from the spot. Um but whether the depending who you think is number two, whether it's it's Neymar, whether it's Robert Lewandowski, whether it's K D B, whether it's Mo Salah, whoever you take. You know, just generally speaking, because that everyone's gonna be different. I'm a Neymar guy, but that's fine. It, by January, if Messi doesn't kick into gear and starts falling like we've seen the last, you know, twelve years, if by January he's not showing that, then the crown is 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 not there anymore. The, the crown will be taken. Well, not ta- it will be given. The, the The throne will be vacant, and it will, it will give an opportunity for Neymar or um, Lewandowski. I really don't think those only two players in in this. Uh, and KDB, those three are like the only ones who I think could take it. But um, by January, if he is still playing like this, then um, he will not—he will no longer be the best player in the world because of his greatness and how long he's doing this. I'm giving him till January. But by January, if if it's not the same and is he still playing like the way he is now, which is still better than most players, but it's not mess—it's not messy standards—then um, the crown will be taken by somebody else. Do you think, in my uh, opinion, as hard as no, that, in all
0: honesty. Um- so KDB and me and you both love him like dearly. Me and you me, me, me and LA have a have a both have major man crushes on KDB. Um
1: Yeah, love him. Love him to death.
0: Do you could you see him and I know City can offer him a ton of money? Could you see him wanting to go to Real Madrid or Barcelona to get that recognition? Uh
1: yeah. I mean, I don't think because if you think about KDB in Man City, I mean, outside of the Champions League, he's won yeah. everything to win, right? He's won the FA Cup. He's got two league titles. He's won the EFL Cup a couple times, and he's been to a Champions League semifinal. So I think the only thing left he has to do at City is win the Champions League, but he doesn't need to because he is proven, and I think he's got some Player of the Year awards and all that other stuff. He's got enough on his resume at City for him to want to make that plunge, um, and I think, I think it's possible that th- that he makes that move um, eventually. Um, it's hard to say where it's going to be. I kind of like the idea of him being the um, the heir to Messi at Barcelona. I don't know if that happens, but I kind of like that proposition. But Real Madrid, uh, they need help everywhere. They just lost four one to. Valencia, who almost went into financial oh, bankruptcy, yeah, uh, uh, they're not a though. good team, <laughs> and they need someone like him as well. So, yeah. All right. I'll, I'll say this before I'm, I'm going to let you respond real quick, but I just want to say this on this. And uh, Daniel, you might not know the specifics, but if you want to ch- chime in on their situation, you can go ahead. So, for years, right, Real Madrid has been in the sort of favoritism in terms of penalties and. These sort of controversial decisions for decades long, because they're Real Madrid and they just get that. That's just the way it goes. I just thought it was so, it was so funny to see them being on the wrong side of three VAR calls, and um, it's just karma uh, has finally delivered for in that. And and they're bad, and they got outplayed. But I mean, it's just, just the way they lost. I thought was was just icing. On the cake. What do you
0: think about Real Madrid?
1: About what in general, though. So.
0: just about their loss, like how bad, how how why do you think they, so they're, they're safe. So they lost?
1: Their state. So
2: that yeah. I didn't even know about it until you just told me. So
1: you know about Real Madrid this season how they're not playing well. So just talk about their their situation. We don't need specifics from the game, but just just talk about what you think has happened. You know, minus Ronaldo, what's been the, the biggest reason I they've mean, sort of they
2: still got a g- lot of great players? You still got Modric, um, Benzema, and all these great players. But I don't know, maybe they're, for- it's, I think it's just something with their formation isn't working, or just like the players that they're utilizing isn't working either. So it just sucks to see. A team that was always gifted penalties and got away with certain things are now getting like the karma dish right back to them, and now they're on the wrong side of that stuff. It's just insane to see how how they've fallen this season.
1: So from from what you're saying, it sounds like you think outside of that, you think it's it's on sort of the manager's um,
2: uh, tactics yeah, and for- what he's doing. Yeah, you're right. And then, of course, I mean, some of the players need to take – I mean, my philosophy is I love how there are teams that blame – one, the fans blame, oh, it's the manager's fault. Then there's some that just say it's the player's fault. I mean, come on, guys. You win and lose as a team. I mean, there has to be accountability across the board. So, I mean, the manager could be making all the right decisions – and the players aren't doing it, then yeah, it's on the players. For but it's also the manager's job to discipline these players and say, "Hey, unless you're willing to follow the directions and do what is needed to win, there you you got there has to be something done because there has to be a give and take on both sides." Right. I get that,
1: right? But what you're saying is, but and I'm not. I'm just saying, but you think the manager's is probably partly, to, partly yes. at fault here, right? Okay, so surely, when you you play in, uh, in uh, sorry, when you play Real Madrid in, in a couple weeks at home in Milan, in surely I hope you beat them, so. right? Based no, 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 just, no,
0: not I hope so. Surely
1: uh, they have to. <laughs> they have to beat them. I'm sorry. Like it is, it is, it will be beyond be embarrassing if Real Madrid travel <laughs> to enter. And beat them. Because Inter will be at home. They'll have Lukaku back. There is no excuse. And say what you want. If Lukaku plays against Madrid in Spain, they win. End of story. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't know. This is a really a question. But they, they just, they, Inter just has to beat them, right? It just seems like everything is leading up because of all the mistakes and the lack of confidence Real Madrid is playing. It's, I mean, look, Conte is not gone yet. If they don't beat Real Madrid, I think they have to fire him. I actually agree with you. Out you go. All right, I, before we
0: get into our last part, because we're almost at right. our market, it's time to wrap up. I do have a point to make really quick. Zinedine Zidane is a fraud. He's an absolute fraud. Yeah. And, and, and hang on. Here's my thing. Yeah. He stands there with his, with his black sport coat on and just sits there with his arms folded. Doesn't make adjustments. Do you want to know why you want to start? Can I, can I give you all some facts? You really want to know why he won those three three Champions Leagues and two, yeah, two um, uh, league titles? Do you all want to know? He was carried by the biggest payroll sure. in sports and the most high-end cartoonish level of talent. I could have been out there. I'm not joking. I could have been out there. I don't know how to speak Spanish. I could have just pointed, brought him out there, and I, I could have won the three Champions Leagues. <laughs>
1: Right. I think real quick, I know I want to say one more thing before I get into that part. But um, I think that based on what you just said, Ronaldo kind of carried him. And then the rest of the team was kind of set up. And this was prime Modric, prime Marcelo, prime Ramos, prime all these players. And then they started buying then they started buying dumb players. Not dumb. I think that's harsh. But um, and trying to to basically start their, you know, no longer Ronaldo era and try, start to win. And the only reason they won last year is because everyone else was in dysfunction. Um, I mean, if you just look at the players that they have with with Vinicius and others, who is who, it's not good at all. He's not good enough to play for Ramirez, and a lot of these players are the same, and there's no – this team doesn't have a direction. So, yeah, I mean <laughs> – Z- Zidane is a fraud, and I said this months ago. Um, our first episode, I talked about this because I—he was a product of his environment, and when the environment weakened, his quality as his team has weakened as well. Um, real quick, and this this will take, um, you know, just two seconds. And I had, I do have some questions, but um, so uh, the, this I don't know how true this is the Slotzio thing. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it really quick. If you guys aren't aware, uh, Kiro Mobley and two others were pl- played in a match against Torino while were while they had positive tests of coronavirus. Um, if they if and they're talking about potentially docking them down to Serie B, if this is true, and they put their players in, in a place where they could harm others, do you think that would be a fair ruling? Just just curious. You don't have to go into that detail, but I just want to let you know about unfair.
0: that. Yes, it's stupid. Is it selfish? Absolutely.
1: But what would the, what would your consequence be then for that? Because I well, can't just first of all, do that. Can and, I also and make nothing, a point? Right? So
0: Justin Turner just won the World Series. He got the run on the field, and he got yep. no consequences after he got tested positive for COVID. You know, me personally, today I got exposed and even tested positive and had to leave work early. You know, we all have these we all have these things that we have to deal with. You know what I mean? If we're doing something that egregious, I think. Yes. but if if I would they say were a twelve point doc, that's the most I could do. I don't think it's scandalous. I think it's harmful. Yes, but I hopefully nobody gets too terribly sick which I really hope they don't. But I think I think a twelve point doc would be fair.
1: Yeah,
2: I agree with that, Danielle. I uh, definitely agree. agree or anything, At least add? twelve points would definitely serve them right. Just foreclosure.
1: I don't know all the information, but that has been reported by multiple outlets, and I just wanted to see what your thoughts were on
0: that. I don't want to lose the Rome Derby, so there you go.
1: Yeah, same. Um, Okay. um, All right. uh, You can take back over. I think it got all the bases. I also want to say one thing. Uh, Jao Felix was absolutely sensational this weekend, really starting to live up to that price tag. I, I think he's been great this year, and I think the Seletico Madrid team is is fantastic. He had an absolutely outstanding uh, weekend and has been balling the last you know three four games. And I just wanted to mention right, that given his props. So we well end, done, uh,
0: Elliot. Do we have any uh, questions?
1: I have some uh, topics slash questions. Um, uh, let's see. Um, all right. If if you were going to sign – so if, if if you were going to sign two players this uh, this um, January to take your team to potentially pushing the league title or trying to win the league title or to escalate ambitions, who would they be? <laughs>
2: I already said my, one of mine earlier. Um... You can say another one then.
1: Well, oh, I have one. Can be defense, can be goalkeeper, can be any position you want. Go ahead.
0: Go ahead, Ryan. Sakufis
1: from Sacramento
0: Kings to be our new center back. <laughs> I don't so, uh, uh, hey, I don't have anybody right now, actually. You know, let me think about that. I'll come back next week with, with a with a list. Yeah, you know Felix, why not? <laughs> okay. Um <I'm- laughs>
1: I mean, <laughs> I guess. Um then I'm gonna say Erling Holland. No, I'm just kidding. Um I'm gonna say uh let me go with Castrovili. I'm from, Fu- from Fiorentina uh, as another midfield option. Um, and even though this isn't a big name, I think he'd be really helpful. So I'm going to say I'm going to say El Shirawi and uh, uh, and Castrovili. Uh, Daniel, can you? That's a good yeah. one. From Liverpool. Okay. Any particular reason? that's actually not bad he 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 didn't sorry he uh he used to play for inter I think didn't work well but now that he's older I think he'd be great ex- especially for depth um so I, that's that's a decent shout actually um okay um let's see uh Eriksson uh, to PSg uh, rumors I, I think we brushed on this um good move bad move or whatever, oh. whatever.
2: Let's, well,
0: certainly well, i got to think about this for a second. Uh, I think it's poor Frank. Poor Frank. I, mean, I, mean, I don't yeah. know how much quality he has anymore. But, to be fair, um, but he definitely is de- deaf and he definitely is a leadership position. Um, I understand why he'd want to leave, and that's no disrespect. Um, I think any player would want to go to PSP and try to win mm-hmm. the European Cup. But at the same time, you no, know, it wouldn't be that good. It wouldn't be great for it. It would be a bad look. It would be a really bad look, actually, because they're supposed to be contending for a title, and they sell one of their more quality starters. If that makes sense.
1: Yeah, um... I think um, – and Jack said this a few weeks ago. Um, I think – he said that w- that he thinks he could uh, reclaim that under a different manager, and I agree. So, because that – for that reason, I think it would be a good move for Erickson to go over there and maybe re- find himself a little bit more. And um, manager, it's a bad look because they're trying to win, but I think – because he sort of plays an invisible position in Roman's sorry not in Inter's team um then it could be addition by subtraction but that's that's all i say saying that
2: I definitely Damn. yeah Jack definitely hit it on the nail on the head la- last week um it just sucks that he if if he was given another manager to work under he would flourish but I mean, as you said, it's addition by subtraction. I mean, it just sucks that he's not being utilized the way uh, we had hoped. Because everybody in this group chat that I'm in, they just say, "Oh, Erickson was supposed to take us to the title, this, that, and the other thing." And I'm like, "They were said it was a panic buy." I'm like, "It was not a pan." I'm thinking in my head, "It's not a panic buy. It was a good buy." But it was just one of those scenari- – it's not one of those scenarios where it's like he's not flourishing under the leadership he's given right now. So if he was given a chance at PSG, more power to him. All
1: oh, right, I, got a, I got a funny one for you guys. Uh, Dan- Danielle, you have been the—you've now been given the job at at Lazio, Lots- no, no, AC Milan, as the director. I'm Lazio's oh, director, it. Ryan. You're Spurs' director. Ooh. What player do you sign to destroy this the locker room? No, I hey, no, I got it. I got it.
0: I sell. I sell. I sell Harry Kane right? and Harry Winks to Toronto <laughs> FC, bringing Josie out with oh, Michael God. Bradley and make Michael Bradley my captain, and that's how we do it. <laughs> That's exactly how oh exactly we start Is that an okay answer? I know I gave you two players, but is that okay?
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Fine uh, yeah, I saw Lockdown And um, Oh, I don't uh, The, the, the Donorama To Firetina And then I bring in tacos and one of my stuffed hippos. No,
1: no, no. Uh, Then I bring in Harry
2: Kane and (laughs) Shakiri.
1: I mean, that wouldn't be hurt. That wouldn't actually hurt them. Um, So I'm going to sell Kiro Mobley to Juventus, and I'm going to bring in. uh, Kevin Prince-Botang, Mario Balotelli, and, yep. uh, let's see. Dude, we love Michael, and we I'm love Michael Bradley, Bradley on the show. And give him the armband. <laughs> no,
0: we don't. We don't at all. And either if he's listening, I really don't care. He destroyed the US-based <laughs> yeah. basketball team, so there you go. In, in the
1: most... And on top of that, just so people know. He's the only, not only, but he's one of the only P- Roma players I ever booed when I saw him touch the ball. So just so everybody knows. Um, all right, let's see. Uh, real quick, um, uh, just, you can just give me a one-word answer. Uh, Neymar is uh, seeking a new take it, PSG smart deal. And can I get him um, Should he take it or go to a different club? No matter what, anybody says he's the guy there.
0: how not what he wanted. He's talking to the Champions League final. Why do not just stay and prove it? Go ahead. There's nothing
1: wrong with being a PSG if you're that great player. That's that. Yeah. Plus he put him. he put his team in position to win. It's his teammates that failed to deliver on during the Champions League final. Um so I'll say I'll say he should he should take it. There's nothing wrong with that. I, I think if he stays there for another four or five years and they get a little bit more um, pieces, I think they can win the Champions League final. I actually think um, it's not been a good go for PSG yet, but when Neymar and, and uh, Mbappe and others get back and it's full strength PSG, I, you know, right, who knows what gentlemen. will happen? But there's no no, no reason to they can't make it back to the final. So I'll say that.
2: All right, this is our last. No, I have tonight. not answered on that question. Just to, go ahead. Just to be different, I would say go to a different club just to, for the heck of it. Which what club? I don't know. Wherever he would get offers to, I don't know. But I would say just to be different from your guys' answers, right. he should leave.
0: Fair enough. Well that's all the time we have tonight. Uh, I got to get going and do some stuff for work. All right. Um, join us. Oh, Elliot, we have, a, we have a special guest tomorrow on our show. Hello, that's um, we're going to be talking about the Chiefs in baseball and we're going to be, I know it's Go old ahead. news, but we're just going to be ripping a word of a 30 minute session where we essentially care. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Cash, the manager of the raised absolute trends.
1: Uh,
0: all right. Well, all right, well, we'll see you guys next week. I'll I stay, can't wait stay to stay listen. A healthy, wear sure a mask. Um, yeah, that's it. Have a good one. Bye, guys.